0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104. Cormac and Saoirse here on
2: Room 104. What do you make of this message that we got in earlier on from one of our listeners? We'll call her uh, Emma. Not a real name, but uh, here's what Emma said.
3: Sorry, here we go. Hi, guys. An interesting one for you. So I had to bring my car to a mechanic earlier to get it ready for the NCT. Now, while I was there, the mechanic made some really inappropriate remarks towards me. I initially had knocked on the garage door and he said, come in. I'd never kick someone like you out, which is a bit weird Mm. anyway. Told him what I needed done and was to come back in an hour. And I walked off as I was walking off. He said, that's some arse. Now, there's a lot of stuff he said that I haven't mentioned I did. I said nothing and acted as normal I went back to get the car and he said someone like you is welcome back any time I kind of laughed but it definitely was a bit much I said it to the girls in our WhatsApp group and one of them wants to ring up and complain saying it's absolutely disgusting to treat a woman like that I do see what she's saying but imagine he lost his job over this is it not just lad banter maybe I'm being lenient but what do you guys make of this
2: if you were in Emma's situation right now <laughs> what do you do what do you say uh, drop us in a whatsapp Yeah, uh, you know the number anyway she should report him to the boss that's shocking yeah it's a bit awkward and it's a bit but I just wonder in that situation if that's par for the course as they say and you report it to the boss and he just laughs at you are you going to do anything is anything going to happen anything going to change um, if it's his own place and he's the boss you can't really do much about it can you um, Rachel has messaged in good evening thanks for the uh, message I work in offices in a place Right, And I deliberately wear all things that cover my ass to avoid that. Although I do see girls wearing see-through Penny's leggings and they know their ass is out and they would be annoyed if they weren't getting attention. But in this instance, that's creepy. She also wants to know, was he attractive?
3: Now, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, is it
2: okay getting creeped on by attractive men versus old, m- ugly, creepy messes? You know, will you will you get away with more creepiness the better looking you are, as a man?
3: I I look. I don't oh. think it's I don't think you can talk about looks in this scenario. You know, it's got nothing yeah. to do with looks. Whether he's gorgeous or she's gorgeous, or you know, it's wrong. And that's just.
2: But here's the other thing, right? Here's the other that's thing, Rachel. Right? Have you ever thought that you have to make a conscious effort to censor how you look and to to make sure that you look a certain way Yeah. again I never have to ever have to think about that I have never walked into an office and said oh my god is my v-neck a bit low there now No. or is, is my, are these jeans a bit too tight now am I going to get abused in the office over is someone going to grab my ass like, do you know I think it's, it's a bit weird that you even have to think consciously about what you're wearing going into where you work
3: you should never ever have to think about what you're
2: wearing Ever. No, no, obviously you're not going to go into work in a thong. No. There's obviously normal standards that we have. Yeah, of course. Just for work related stuff, anyway. But the fact that you even have to think about that because you know you're going to get some shouts or, what's the crack? Like, is it just lads being lads? Or is that just letting it off the hook and kind of being all like, we're actually okay to get abuse? Especially if you're on your own, it's just, it's one thing if there's a group of lads and a group of girls on a night out or away somewhere and they're all having the crack and down the pub or somewhere. And you know It's kind of game on in a way It's a bit of crack Everyone's taking the piss Out of each other But in a work situation When you're walking Into a garage And you've other things to do And someone's like You have a nice house," And he's got your car By the way So that's the other thing Like you have to go back to him He's got a position Of power over you Yeah That's just so weird
3: very 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 And I don't weird. even think
2: lads if it was a group of like five female mechanics all, all oiled up and being creepy and pervy going oh you can come back and get your car in a second you'd, just be, you'd be like no just get, shut up and give him my car will you yeah of course fix the car
3: shut up like, oh, I don't know I I think it doesn't matter about looks what he did was bang out of order you shouldn't have to even if she was dressed up even if she wasn't dressed up it's just wrong
2: yeah Lucian said it's weird it is weird
3: it is weird and it's good that guys are saying it's weird. Do you know what I mean? No guy has turned around tonight and said it's banter.
2: Um, it's only right to complain if there is nothing done. And so be it. But if you don't complain, nothing can be done. Complain. I'd lose my job if that was me. Yeah, I'd lose my job if that was me as well. Completely. Yeah, of
3: course. If you said anything like that to me.
2: Uh, shouldn't be doing it, but don't think it's heavy enough to be putting someone's job on the line. Uh, why not, Aaron? Should we said to him at the time? But like, if he's let's say he's doing that on a regular basis. So obviously, if someone feels confident enough and knows that there's no consequences, he's definitely said that to other women that have gone into his garage and made them feel incredibly uncomfortable. And it's probably done it in a variety of other contexts and situations. He's out at the shops. He's in a he's in a pub. He's anywhere else. He's probably saying this twenty four seven, right? So if you don't say anything, like. If he loses his job, that's on him, isn't it? Like That's not the person who complained. That's just reflecting back his behaviour. Here's what he did. It was incredibly inappropriate. If he loses his job, that's kind of on him. Oh, yeah. And no one else.
3: Absolutely, it's on him. And, like, you know, someone like that should never get to a point where they can say that and get away with it.
2: But, again, just the context of it's your workplace.
3: You're dealing with people every day of the week. This definitely wasn't a once-off. So, people are obviously not complaining about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, Like, you can have a bit of crack in you can have the crack and crack and crack is banter yeah. with people without making weirdly sexualized, degrading comments.
3: Exactly, yeah, of course.
2: And if you can't have the crack without that there's probably something wrong with you. Should she, she complain though if you were in this situation as a woman and you went into a mechanic garage and it was all literally said out loud to you while you are there on your own that you've a, a great arse while he's got your car and while he agreed to work on it and come back in an hour what do what do you, what do, you
3: like, do? I know what people do do? are saying it's, you know, putting someone's job on the line isn't the answer, but yes it is though, isn't it? It kind of is. So when you think about again, it.
2: Again, we all complain about there's a lack of consequences for young people in this country, and they're running riot. Yes, they're wrecking South William Street and Temple Bar and the boardwalk because there is no consequences for them. In the same way here, we're we're not putting down any consequences for uh, men or women who may, who make comments like this. So we we're basically saying that we are happy to accept this and move on. So I can understand that she doesn't feel too comfortable about it either. But if she doesn't do anything about it, we're all kind of saying. I'm happy for this to continue in one way, shape or form. That has to be helped put an end to it.
3: Yeah, 100%. And if
2: he loses a job, that's not on her.
3: No, absolutely not. And here's the
2: other thing I was thinking. If this isn't his place, right, maybe they've had complaints about him before and he's been warned. And... I don't think 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 this
3: has happened. I don't think he's ever been warned about this.
2: But Okay, but let's say hypothetically he has. Maybe this has been an issue before and he's done this to a lot of other people and they're trying to get rid of him, but they Mm. can't because he's only on his first warning or second warning. And he he has gotten an opportunity to change his behaviour and be a bit more respectful. And he's not. Then he's had loads of chances to do this because it's very difficult to fire someone in this country. You have to have your verbal warning. You have to have your written warning. You have to have a formal conversation dismissal or whatever.
3: But in this regard... Does that apply? Like, if you, if you said could, that to me yeah. or you said that to uh, someone that came in to win a prize, are you going to just get a,
2: uh, is that, a... Is that considered gross misconduct and you could be like, sacked straight away? Maybe, Is yeah. that a
3: mistake on your ha- on your behalf? No, it's not a mistake. You is knew it? exactly what you're saying. You knew exactly yeah. what you're doing.
2: I wonder if you had any defence. Is that just for a, a, a verbal warning? Again, not sure the legalities of the HR process they would fire on someone. But, you know, people would sympathise with him losing his job. But at the end of the day, he, it's not the first person he's probably done it to. No And you know Maybe losing his job Will make him grow as a person And start respecting Others more around him Could be the Kick up the hole he needs Kick up his ass And then his ass Becomes the focus And not hers I don't know
3: It is a tough one It it is (laughs) I I, I don't don't know who to complain to That's the tough part Like He absolutely Shouldn't be getting away with that Um, What do you do though How do you get around it
2: 0876797104 If you found yourself In a similar situation As a woman Or you know You were with One of them lads one time And they said This really inappropriate thing And you're like Whoa what, what, what do you do? Do you complain? Do you just ignore it? Is it good enough These days to say Just a bit of lad banter Telling a woman On her own In your garage That she's a, a She's a lovely ass You're just weird You're just weird Anyway <laughs> 87 is the number DJ Regard Write it It's Cormac
1: You're listening To the Room 104 Podcast With Cormac Moore And Saoirse Long FM 104
2: It's Cormac and Sushi here On Room 104 With Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy At playblue.ie You know you want to Quarter past 11 already Where's the night going? Where
3: is the night going?
2: Um, Anyway if you've just tuned in we're we're wrapping up a message we got in from uh, Emma not a real name but a listener earlier on had an awkward situation in a garage long story short went in and the guy made a few inappropriate comments
3: Yes he did yeah so went in to get her car ready for the NCT, while, while she was in there, the mechanic made some really inappropriate remarks towards her. Initially, she knocked on the garage door and he said, come in, I'd never kick someone like you out. Told him what I needed done and was to come back an hour later. And as I walked off, he said, that's some arse, which... He obviously said it loud enough for her to hear it. Um left loads of stuff out of this message by the way, so we don't know what happened in between that conversation. Yeah. I said nothing and acted as normal. I went back to get the car and he said someone like me is welcome back any time. I kind of laughed, but definitely it was a little bit too much. I said it to the girls in our WhatsApp group, and one of them wants to ring up and complain, saying it's absolutely disgusting to treat a woman like that. I do, I do see what she's saying, but imagine he lost his job over this. It's not just lad banter. Maybe I'm being too lenient, but what do you guys make of it?
2: You know, she sounds too kind and empathetic, she and does. being all like, oh no, he yeah. loses, yeah, yeah," but like that's on him.
3: I know, but that her her problem is, am I picking him up wrong? Maybe. He was just having the crack, <laughs> you know, and it's an awful way to think, but it's true. Like there there are wow. times where, you know, someone wolf whistles at you or makes a comment and you kind of laugh.
2: But even right, even wolf, wolf whistling, right? I know it's in the same ballpark. It's not making a specific comment about your body and picking something no. out or kind of targeting you and say, like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, I think you can brush that off easier than being in a garage with someone on your own and him making a direct comment and several more direct comments about you. You're kind of like, this is suffocating. You're insane. That's true. Um, yeah. Someone messaged in. Just weird. It is a little weird, isn't it? Uh, he probably He's a loser. Probably can't get his micro penis up or low life. I yeah, I bet you, you, you he's
3: probably married. Do you know what I mean? He probably is yeah. married. That's That's a sad thing that someone is... Going, or he's going home to someone who has no idea that this is even happening.
2: Yeah, Kieran, I like this from Kieran. Uh, banter is okay between friends and people you know. 100%. And that's what you always got to be careful of. And that's why your friends are your friends. Because they get your sense of humour. Yeah. Regardless of where you are. It's like, oh yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you meet a new group of people and you say something and you realise oh, no one gets me. No. Like, have you ever started a new job and you've gone in and you're like, hey! And you say something that everyone else would have laughed at in the old job and they're looking at you going, sorry, what? Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, right, okay, sorry, this is the last place is a little more inappropriate. We're all slightly different here. It's kind of like that. Um, he goes on to and goes on to say, it's sexual harassment when it's a stranger. Yeah. Post it and tag them on Facebook.
3: Do you know what? That's actually very true. Like when you put it like that, as I was saying, you know, we can both be, me and you can both be inappropriate with friends that we know and we have a certain kind of banter that we get. Yeah. You know, whereas strangers, if you did the same thing, it would be inappropriate.
2: Horribly so, yeah. Wouldn't
3: it? Like it just would. And like... Kieran said there, you know, with friends, you know where the line you know where you're crossing the line and where you're not crossing the line and all the rest of it. And whereas if it's a stranger, you're saying those things. It they've is no, sexual. They've, harassment. they've no
2: context. No. And there's no context to that either, really. Like even if you were drunk in a nightclub and you said that to a woman, that's still a little bit like Come on now, that's yeah. what
3: Although is. Tagging on Facebook and going onto Twitter, like wh- where are you going with that? Like, what are you trying to achieve from doing that? Like, would you be better off just? I'd say to them directly first. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say d- directly first. Yeah, I'd say
2: directly first because I said I think that's better to. If they, as I said, if the company or that business has had, had has had issues with them before this person before, give them I think the opportunity and chance to to rectify it and kind of sort that out internally. And do you need to m- make a big hullabaloo? On Twitter or Facebook over it, if you know, mm. you can do it through those official channels. That's no. probably better.
3: Andy messaged me there, and this is really frightening. Uh, do you know what's scary? He can find where she lives by her reg plate. Can he? Apparently so.
2: Does he, do you have that access as a mechanic?
3: Well, I mean, he could if you know, if he had the car for an hour, he could have taken her reg and found that out.
2: Mm, 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 mm. All right, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. I th- I think she's. Yeah, I think for her own her own self worth and her own her own. I think she should say something at least.
3: I think she should definitely complain. Ring 100% up yeah. and
2: just say, because here, here, if you were running a business mm. and someone like that's a risk to your business. If someone was making comments like that against you, like yeah. one, it's a risk to your business. Two, do you want to be known for a company that's saying that? Um. And I said, maybe they've had issues with him in the, in the past before. This mm. is a running pattern of behaviour in a series of complaints. And they're, they're just looking for another reason to get rid of him. Because who wants to work with someone like that? Who wants to have someone like that on the books, working for your company, yeah, representing like, your company now? Yeah. It'd just be a you don't, you don't.
3: You don't. Want, you definitely don't want to be associating with someone like that.
2: So I think she should, yeah, definitely complain. And if she does, if it doesn't get anywhere with it, maybe you can go, you can go down the whole name and shame route online. But I'd go give them an opportunity to sort, sort Again, of it out.
3: Where does that take you? Like people do that all the time, but does it get yeah. you anywhere?
2: I think if it's a last resort, like I, I think if you have tried, I, I <laughs> I've gotten to that stage in my life where I've complained in shops and uh, and restaurants now. Mm. i a bit moody now. And I did it once a couple of years ago. And rather than going, I go, this is disgraceful. was like, just say to the manager here, listen, X, Y, and Z was a little bit all over the place, but yeah. listen, don't make a big deal of it, just mm. so you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think some sometimes good businesses will appreciate that and will, will realize we've a problem, we're going to fix it, job done. Mm. If they don't care, or if this is a business where that entire attitude yeah. is perpetuated and is allowed to continue and encourage, right? What will it do doing the whole name and shame online? I suppose you're trying to hurt them in the pocket aren't you you're trying to one hurt them in, financially in the pocket by them getting they less have customers they
3: something yeah
2: not even they don't have to do anything but now there's a consequence to their action they're losing customers mm. or you know some people have argued with the naming and shaming thing this all I know you'll say cancer culture might be a load of ours and it might be in some certain situations could also technically serve as a warning to other women not to go in there and not to go in because potentially there's a weird creep in there.
3: And if they're allowing that, if they're going to ignore all these tweets and whatever, yeah. and allow him to continue working. And your
2: complaint. They're going to ignore your complaint on the phone or yeah. email. Then, you know, you're best finding someplace else. So, yeah. maybe that that's the one thing. of it. You know, jumping online straight away and moaning, if there's other a- avenues open to you, maybe yes. not the first nuclear option, but... Mm. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I think that's what we're... Uh, what we're saying here she should definitely do something about it and Emma if you are listening will you, will you let us know if you do wind up complaining let us know if you get a response from them on what the situation is and maybe you get it. like, would you accept apology from them
3: see I don't think you would not at that extent you know even if he had said nice arse and she went mad yeah. as you should go mad about someone commenting about your ass or whatever that's one thing but yeah. he continued on She said there's stuff That she left out Like that was a whole kind so of. So we're
2: only getting The tip of the iceberg here
3: Yeah There was more going on Like yeah. this happened As she arrived to the place And it also happened At the You when
4: know After she came, after back, she came back. back You
3: know So he had time to think Oh god maybe that was inappropriate And could have said easily Sorry for <laughs> Making those comments He's clearly not going to say that yeah. Because That's not the type of person he is yeah. You know
2: And just weirder as well I find a really Like really controlling and possessive Are you saying that when he you knows she's coming back there? exactly and as I, I like, said to
3: you he wouldn't yeah. say it if she was with a, a partner or her dad or her brother yeah. or a friend you know
2: he yeah. wouldn't say it about a lad's ass
3: no it's tragic not.
2: part if I go in there now
3: he's probably not going to say anything
2: <sighs> for God's sake. anyway thanks for your messages in still to come on the show speaking of stressful situations you can now get a microchip to manage your cortisol levels and to monitor your cortisol levels in the same way that I think a uh, Blueco- glucose monitor works if you're a diabetic. Anyway, the guy who invented this stress monitor uh, will be on shortly to explain how he invented it and what it could be used for. N- written in Nightcrawler is on the way next up so Friday. It's 104.
1: You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104.
2: Cormac and Sir here on Room 104. Still to come on the show, if you're stressed, you'll soon be able to get a monitor for it to literally measure your stress levels in your blood It'll be a little uh, microchip that can measure your cortisol levels. So that's on the way in a few moments' time. Just got a text in there from someone. Can you hold the fort for a second? I'm going to see if we can get this person on. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. By the way, can we just say, is this for this person? Can I read it? I can't read out this message because you want to surprise them because they listen to us all the time. And Uh, there's a very special, very special message
2: that we need to send. Yeah, hang on a second. Let's see if they answer. Hello. Hi, Meg. How's it going? Too bad, thanks yourself? Yeah, I'm no, no, not doing okay. Just stuck in work here at the moment. Um, are you oh, out, yes. out for a fun day?
1: Where's we're after
3: a nice fun day? Can you stick us on the phone to Ben? I can, of course, you
1: know. Hello there. Hi Ben, ben. we just want story? to sing this.
3: Happy birthday, <laughs> to, you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, you. Happy birthday dear <laughs> Ben.
2: Benjamin.
3: Happy birthday. Day to you Woo! now. I'm not going to go through the how yeah. old are you today because we'll be here for ages. What's that? How old are you today? Are you one? No, are you two? You go you go, you go through every life. age until you get the There. We, do you know what? We'd be here till probably two in the morning,
1: you know.
2: <laughs> uh, do, are we allowed to ask Ben how old you are?
1: 23.
2: Oh, you're only 23. Oh, you have so Daddy, many mistakes so to make in life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God. Did you get anything nice, Ben? Because I know like, you're um, you're always driving around, you're always going out on, on nice adventures. Did you get something nice?
0: I got a lovely memory book from uh, from someone. What did you get off my phone? Oh. And I got, pet- I got a petrol voucher as well,
2: actually. Oh, a petrol <laughs> voucher because you're always driving around. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing that is the best present that i did actually get you like, I'll actually use this now this is dead yeah. there you go class oh,
1: yeah. All right.
2: oh, my 23 no. my god
1: yeah well, and, what you, and, what
2: you, and what you want to be when you grow up In.
1: Um, <laughs> I know this I don't know Jedi yeah <laughs> I made Megan watch Star Wars tonight it was wonderful
2: oh nice <laughs> the one night he's like... Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. The one night I have control of the
0: television. Yeah. Yeah. God. What
3: did you get? Like, did you get him a cake? Like, did you get him a... He got... Um, what did I get you? He got Invictus.
2: He got golf balls. I got him then. He should have hit golf balls. He hit them all over the gas. Well, I got him once that hit straight. And apparently, according to himself, he hit them straight this morning.
1: Oh, and nice. Yeah. You're sorted. And then you got spoiled by Mammy and Daddy as well. He's yeah. going to play. Where are you playing next week? Clean castle. Clean castle. Oh, Same lovely!
3: Very nice.
2: Okay, ben when, ice did, ice. ben. when did Ben jump on the golf bandwagon? Like mid mid lockdown when it was like Ashley. I'm not. He's hot. Oh. He's in some he's posh. you got yourself a rich husband there now, Mick. I have do. You? <laughs> oh, poor Mac. I'm smart as hell. He's going to do engineering and he's from
0: Dundrum. I'm sorted. <laughs> oh, Lou.
2: You're like hanging <laughs> up the boots catch. right now. Yeah, I mean, you could just be uh, shopping around the Dundrum Centre and that'll be your Honestly, life from now on. Trophy
3: wife. Honestly,
1: God. You know what? Trophy wife. We're going to be
2: watching a lot more Star Wars. Oh, uh, okay. No, <laughs> I
3: think she can fair. tolerate Fair's that fair, yeah. if you're giving her the credit card.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Fair. I'll watch the
2: spin off I'll read the books from. I do not mind. <laughs> oh God. Well, listen now. We just wanted to take it a moment out of the the live schedule here now to make sure that <laughs> two of our two of our favourite people here on on the on the show get a nice uh, shout out. In particular, Ben. Happy twenty third birthday. All right. Thank you
1: very oh, much. Cheers, guys. very good. We'll
2: let you get back to getting caught by the parents doing other stuff. All right. We'll say
1: nothing. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Thank Thank you. You
2: guys. Bye 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 bye, 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 bye. All right, okay.
1: 23. 23.
2: Yeah. dear god. Only only they're are just they're just 2 years younger than me. Yeah, no, be the so same much, age as me. So much growing up to do. Mm. Uh anyway, as we mentioned, the uh, interview with the inter- the inventor of that stress microchip. So you'll be able to get a number now it will tell you exactly how stressed you are is uh coming up very very uh soon. 21 pilots now though. This is Saturday.
1: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast With Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long FM 104
2: 21 Pilots Saturday Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 A little bit earlier on We were chatting about times Where you might have successfully snuck in To a festival, a gig, a VIP area a an event you weren't invited to, somebody else's wedding, have you ever gate crashed or snuck in or blagged your way into something that you didn't have a ticket for? And a few of the messages that came in there, one we missed, one to get to from Ruby. Ruby said, I blagged my way into oxygen, I had a day pass, and because I have low blood pressure and a slow heartbeat, I said I fainted and my band was cut off me. They gave me a three-day pass. What? Yeah, my friend just said, hers got lost when she was trying to help me and she asked what was in the blue camping that was the oxygen balloon and she got one too um, we were maybe 20 at the time Beyonce was there and pregnant God
3: that's mad that's cool though yeah playing three pl- days playing that nice. playing that
2: one I don't know how, um, how else you'd, you'd do it but that's not bad I'm saying you're fainting and had to cut it off it's intense. Uh, a few other ones that came in on Twitter as well from people who uh, snuck into Lily's through Judge Roy Beans one time and snuck into the Penthouse and rights. Do you remember the Penthouse and rights? So
3: yes, I do. I was there once. Yeah. Brianna loved that place. Mm, yeah. She was there a fair bit. Yeah.
2: Uh, years ago.
3: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra.
2: I was uh, trying to was trying to get in there with with someone who's now a very oh. very well known, you could say, social media person. Oh, okay. Beauty person, right? Okay. And she told me the name was on the guest list, and that they'd be up there with her friends in the right venue, VIP place, whatever, right? Yeah. So, oh, he was playing what DJ? They used to have a whopper DJ. Out. You needed tickets for it. Anyway, the lads all bought tickets, went in the normal people door, mm. and I queued up on my own, going, "Sorry, lads." Oh, guest pass no. upstairs and you didn't 20 minutes got to the top security guard there silver fox iPad in his hand he's like, uh, he's like are on the guest list? I'm like yeah yeah so and so put me on the guest list and said blah 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 I should be up there and then he's searching through scrolling down scrolling he's like sorry pal you're not there
3: I'd <laughs> <laughs> like okay bye nice to meet you see you
2: later everyone else getting getting put up aheady, you and you're like see lads oh. I'm up here and then you're crawling back tail between your legs what did you do? I
3: actually have to head out for him and I'll be, <laughs> I'll be back in a second. Oh,
2: Such no. a loser. Oh. That, that rejection was a deep burn. Yeah,
3: I remember this is really, really embarrassing. I think I was 16 trying to get in somewhere again. You know, being very bold, didn't get into the place anyway. And I <laughs> name dropped, right? My no, name dropped. No, the guy, the guy who owned the place I knew his brother, right? But I didn't know that guy, so I said, "Oh, well, I know." Blah blah. And he goes, "Oh, is that your claim to fame, love? Get out."
2: <laughs> and like, Sergio, at sixteen, you must have looked eleven.
3: I, I genuinely looked eleven. Yeah, yeah, I did. God. Is that your claim to fame in front of everyone? I was like, <laughs> uh yep. <No. laughs> that would be it. I will just be off now. See you later. Yeah. Oh. Dead.
2: God, these things happen, don't they? Awkward. So um, awkward. <laughs> anyway, anyway, be sure to stay tuned in to f 104 during the week. Um, Renault Belgarde are giving us a free Renault Clio to give away. We're giving away a free car. You could win yourself a brand new car from Monday. You can enter the draw. All the details will be uh, on air and online over the next couple of days. So do tune in for that. F1O4 is fast and curious with Renault Belgard, Win yourself a beautiful, brand spanking new Renault Clio. You heard that correct and right. Giving away a car here on FM 104 soon Then next Though we have to go To the man who invented A microchip To measure your stress levels That's next here on Room 104
1: You're listening To the Room 104 podcast With Cormac Moore And Saoirse Long FM 104
2: Room 104 It's Cormac and Saoirse here Now you probably know When you're stressed Whether you're sweating Or cursing or screaming or shouting. There's a variety of different ways that you can tell. But uh, researchers have invented a microchip that can measure the stress hormones in your blood. And this is going to open up a whole new way of measuring and managing your stress as well. From uh, the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering over in Rutgers University, we're delighted to welcome on the show Associate Professor Mehdi Javanmard. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you?
3: Yeah, we're doing really well. Now, as we know, everybody gets stressed at some point in their lives. And Cormac touched on it there. You, you know when you're stressed, you know, y- you probably have been stressed for a while. And then once you start feeling it, it's probably gone so far that you can't come back from it. But what have you invented? Yeah.
4: So, so the scenario that you referred to is exactly... What what we're trying to prevent, preventing it from from going too far. Um, you know, there's there's two types of stress. There's there's chronic stress and, and and acute stress. Chronic stress is the the stress that you experience over you know the long term. It's it's what builds up over time. Acute stress is what you're experiencing. You know, uh, at the moment in, in more shorter spans could be due to exercise, could be due to, you know, you taking an exam, getting into an argument with somebody. Chronic stress is, is when, you know, on the other hand, it's more like stressful situations that build up um, over uh, the long term. And so there are hormones that our body uh, releases whenever we're, we're undergoing um, stressful uh, situations. One of the key hormones involved in this is uh, cortisol. Um, what's interesting about cortisol is that um, you know when your body is is under stress, your body releases cortisol. Then, for example, things that you normally want to do, like like going to sleep at night, um, that becomes very difficult. And actually, as a result of the lack of sleep your body even produces more cortisol so it's like this this vicious cycle right this vicious positive uh, feedback cycle that 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 can spiral into you know uh, a very very uh, you know negative direction you know impacting people's negative mental health causing things like panic attacks, you know, even, you know, and lead to other things like even heart attacks and whatnot, high blood pressure and, and all of that. And so what we've invented is is a device where, where people can take a, you know, a finger prick, a drop of their blood, um, and essentially uh, uh, put it into this microchip that will, within minutes, tell them whether their cortisol levels are are normal, you know, within range, or or whether they're uh, they're high or elevated. The fact that it requires a finger prick of blood means that they can do these measurements, you know, repeatedly, several times a day, uh, and then you know uh, the device can couple to our smartphones, uh, telling us, you know, allowing us to keep track of of how we're doing. And so, yeah, in a nutshell, that that sums it up.
2: Is is it kind of like the what do you call the, the blood glucose monitors that diabetics have? that they just a little prick and then there you go?
4: Yeah, that's exactly uh, exactly what we're, we're aiming for.
2: Oh, no way. So you'll be able to keep track. I, I love this. You know, we, we're tracking for so many different aspects of our health now. You'll literally be able to see your stress levels in, in nearly in real time or at least on a daily basis if you do this and be like, OK, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
3: If you have this kind of prick that tells you, look, you're you're stressed and you, maybe you didn't realize you were, would that not just kind of make you worse? Would you start panicking about that? Because that's what I would do.
4: You know, with, with all of these technologies, it's it's a double, double-edged double sword. Um, uh, how much data is, is the right amount of data? So I think, you know, ultimately, what, what, what really needs to happen is that this should be part of some sort of a, a package, like a mobile app that, that not only will tell you, you know, hey, your cortisol levels are going up, but you know, why don't you you know sit down for a second, uh, maybe take a break, <laughs> breathing exercises. I think that that ultimately that 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 advice needs to come with it too, right? The guidance on on, on what users need to to do with it.
2: It's magic I can see. There's so many possibilities, like because if you're doing this on a regular basis and you realise that your stress levels are through the roof, nine to five, Monday to Friday, when you're in work, you might be able to kind of go, okay, something needs to change here. Or as you said, you're going to be able to quantify, does breathing work better for you or does going to the gym work better for you? Does go and having a cold shower? So you need to be able to optimise your own stress management strategy so you can say, you know what, I tried mindfulness, I hate it, it doesn't work, but having a cold shower, that's the thing that works for me. And now you have the numbers to back it up. Exactly. Exactly.
4: You know, stress is, it's, if you just ask people, are you feeling stressed right now? It can sometimes be somewhat of a a subjective uh, uh, experience, Uh, but, but having tools like, you know, equivalent of a glucometer uh, can, can, can help you. Uh, quantify it more more uh, accurately to tell you, okay, is this something you're just feeling? Is it in your head? Or is this, you know, no, something physiologically is really happening? You really need to take action.
3: When do you think this will be available for the everyday person? Yeah, yeah. Ec-
4: excellent question. So, um, you know, usually when when technologies like this, that are medical devices are developed, initially, it starts out by people like us, who we work in what, what I like to call the lab basement, right? We we build the prototype, we do the fundamental work to show that this is possible, right? It's feasible, this is uh, accurate, it can compete with the gold standard lab techniques. Uh, then what needs to be done next is, is it needs to be, um, you know, packaged nicely. Uh, It has to go through product development, uh, the product development process, and then, uh, you know, proper clinical trials in order to get regulatory approval. This this part over here, so we did the first part, right? Uh, The next part uh, is is the product development and regulatory approval. That something like that usually uh, for most products can take between, you know, Uh, two three two you know four four to five years on the slower side
2: Um, i mean there's a whole opportunity to you know the way those fitness apps can show you how well you're doing in comparison to other people and having all these you know trackers to keeping your stress score as low as possible or whatever way you do it could be uh, it it could be unreal but i think yeah it's a it'd be a great way to actually uh, educate people about what they're doing or how they're doing things so that as you said, ultimately you could avoid a heart attack five years down the line because you know, you, and you'll probably be able to get a lot of data from this in in five, ten, fifteen years' time, where it's like people who had heart attacks had these levels of cortisol for years. It'll probably be a huge data set for 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 researchers to kind of go. You're heading down the wrong path here.
4: Yeah, no that that that's exactly right. I mean, the 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 the, the state of you know uh, health data right now, the way you can think of it for for physiological. Uh, information like this at the molecular level. Uh, imagine if, in the hospital, the nurse uh, were only able to take your temperature—you know, once every three days or, or once every six months, right? As opposed to you know being able to, or your, or your, you know, your blood pressure or your heart rate, uh, rather than being able to monitor it continuously. Um, imagine if, if, if you know that was uh, much more limited. Uh, right now, for for information at the molecular level, that, that truly is the state we're at, right? At, at most, you know, you'll do this measurement at the yeah. yearly you know, uh, annual physical uh, exam, or maybe people who do have specific endocrinological conditions. Maybe might uh, do these measurements like once every month, whereas they need to be able to do it, you know, regularly to be able to keep it tightly under control. So having this capability, where where people can have these devices in their pockets or on their wrist, just regularly measurement, do these measurements every day, that'll result in, in an explosion of data. And once you have that data, then you can do exactly what, what you're proposing, it's correlating it to well, what am I being and what am I exposed to in the environment right now? Right. Is it hot? Is it cold? You know, what, 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 what's my activity level? Right. And then correlate that to whether people have incidents like heart attacks, panic attacks and whatnot.
3: Yeah, It's interesting because I think uh, most people deal with stress at some point or another and they don't realize it. And it's definitely coming down to a lot of terrible illnesses.
2: Hit the nail on the head, as they say. Um, will you be able to give a range? Because as Sersha mentioned, I think a lot of us sometimes get used to the to the chronic chronic stress and it's just like, oh no, this is normal when maybe we don't realize it's normal. Will you be able to give indicators of ranges of healthy cortisol levels for people or how does that work? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think
4: I think for the the average the average user or or you know the consumer, um, they may not be interested in necessarily the precise number or the precise cortisol level, unless they have like some kind of a a medical condition that uh, requires them to have it. I I think ultimately when you want to get something like this into the consumer market, maybe you want to give them a scale from one to 10, right? Yeah. Doing great, or you're moderately stressed. Um, translating it into information that, that's actionable for, for for the patient or the consumer is, is probably the best way to go. On.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then one other final thing, and you can feel free to use this for your marketing in a few years time as well. But a great way would be like to wear this device, watching a horror movie, and see who gets freaked out the most and has the cortisol levels jump. Because be a good cool way to see how your body responds. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Exactly that. Or you know, students you yeah, know, taking exams. Yeah,
2: or... <laughs> yeah. Doing your driving tests. There's a whole range of stuff you could do. It's brilliant. Um, but listen, we appreciate you, you giving up your time here this evening. Um, and uh, anywhere people could maybe check out more of the work that you're doing online, best place to kind of find you guys?
4: Yeah, my uh, my, my group website, um, uh, the Nano Bioelectronics uh Lab website. Happy to uh, provide you that information.
2: We will, we will indeed. But listen, uh, Professor, thanks a million for popping on FM 104 this evening. It's been a pleasure and very best of luck with the uh,
4: the work. Thanks so much to both of you. It was great chatting.
1: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104.